Andrew, you got a spoiler cast theme song for us this week? Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey. Very nice. Very nice. Um, man, your singing abilities never fail to astound me <laughs> uh, every single week. Wow. It is the spoiler cast podcast here on Sif Pop. Uh, this is where we go into all the spoilery details of whatever we talked about on the podcast proper, and also where the theme song is different every single week because we don't want to give anything away. Indeed. All right, on to some spoiler talk about the OA. Um, wow, where to start? The beginning. Maybe go episode by episode? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I could necessarily do that, but uh, I will say I thought this was going to be a story about Prairie, and it ended up being so much more about a story like two stories, one about, uh, you know, a story she's telling uh, about what happened while she was gone, a story that we are led to uh, be in doubt of. So we yeah. are led to question whether it's real or not. And that carries through the entire season. Uh, if this story she's telling is is real. Uh, and then a story about uh, a group of kids that come around here to hear her do her storytelling and what their how their lives intersect and. And what that you know means in the long term, there it completely caught me off guard in that way. I was not expecting it to be a story telling a story. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah. And it's it, it's this girl and trying to explain her situation, like you said, in a shadow of doubt. You know, a, a cloud looms over that story the whole time. Let me ask: Do you guys so think that happened or didn't happen? I don't know because there's so many things. Like, but what do you think? I know the show doesn't tell us. I if there if there's going to be more seasons, it did happen. If this is a mini series and it's done, it didn't happen. I don't. I think, can tell I don't you. think it happened. <laughs> so I have so many thoughts, and I they all tie in together. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. So a spoilerish spoiler, um, Prairie. Uh, what's her name again? The actress. I don't know. Okay, Brit. Brit uh, something. Maslin, um, I think. She has already confirmed that uh, she knows how season two begins and ends. So that means nice. there's going to be a second season. Um, With her in it, apparently. So I hope the story is real, but the way they did this show, there's a great way of working both angles. So if this legitimately happened to her, okay, um, and you know that leaves all kinds of things to be resolved in the second season. Like where are these other three individuals and, and what has happened to them after he dumped her off, okay? Um, and now what do they do about that? Now do they, you know, do they come together and go save these people? Let's take this, let's take this in two parts. This is where I I was trying to say there's two stories here. So let's take it in two parts. Let's start with what she says happens. Okay. All right. Let's start with that part of the story. So we, she is telling, just imagine she's telling this story to these, this group of five people that she's put together, which we'll talk about in a bit, but she's telling a story of how she grew up in Russia as you know some sort of you know princess basically you know a wealthy family aristocratic she had visions of being trapped in an aquarium and ended up that a school bus she was on went off in into you know a cold river and that was her dream you know she was actually trapped with her schoolmates in the bus and nobody survived including her she died on the beach with her father there but she came back to life and this is where we start to learn that this is really a story about uh, near-death experiences so yeah. it's it's about you know people coming back and what can you find on the other side and so she has this experience and uh and then she goes on with her life 
uh, she has to go to um, America. I forget the specific reasons. She was in danger um, yeah. from somebody there. So what happened is her father, he was a, in a group of incredibly wealthy, influential Powerful. people. Yes. And uh, the uh, attempt to kill, they were attempting to kill all their children. That's why the bus went off the bridge. Well, it's the group of individuals that he was involved with had grown too wealthy and powerful, and they dealt with the Russian mob. Yeah. And so right. the Russian mob, right. in the order boy. to let these men, these people know that they're not untouchable and that they can be kept in check, they killed all the children. And they took their yeah. most precious belongings from them as a way to let them know, we can get to you at any time, don't get too big for your britches. So he sends her to America, uh, where she is in some sort of brothel, I think, to yeah. begin with. Yeah. and. Uh, that is also adopting out the kids of these prostitutes a, when they have kids. It's It'll, a baby yeah. farm. Yeah, it's a baby it's an, farm, yeah. basically. And uh, a couple comes by and ends up being Prairie's uh, parents because they find her there. Uh, by the way, she goes blind. She's told that her sight will be taken from her the first time she dies. Uh, and that if she can go back, but you know she, that the this weird creature that's Let's, on the other side yeah, takes the say, sight. It's a woman on the astral plane telling her, what is going to happen to you in your life is too painful for you to see, so you can go back to being alive, but I'm going to take your sight from you. Yeah, and so now she's this blind girl, so this couple adopts this blind girl, uh, and she constantly wants, you know, it believes that her father is going to come find her. Her father's yeah. going to come find her, so eventually she runs away. I, I'm guessing, I don't know if they ever said, but it was around the age of 16, maybe? 16, 17? She was 21 when she went to New York. Was she? Yeah, it said. Oh wow! She, it was her twenty-first birthday, and she decided to go to New York. Oh yeah, okay. yeah you're right. You're okay, right. okay. So she goes to New York. She's looking for her father, but instead, she is found by this man, who is apparently a scientist who is studying near-death experiences, and he kind of lures her in by telling her kind of what he does, and he shows her this cool machine. Well, it turns out he's not just a scientist studying near-death experience; he is a sociopath who has trapped people in some sort of cave basement. In, in the coolest, in the coolest contraption I've ever seen them use. The for one coolest of these. and cruelest. Yeah, um, it's it's sort of like a terrarium for human beings. Yeah, exactly. Terrarium's the perfect word, and uh, so he has them like you know some sort of trivial pursuit pieces with a natural you know, stream a that runs through every with, single yeah, cell, which was a very interesting mechanic uh, to the whole thing. I I, I liked that. So we, we get to know these other people that have already been trapped here. There's a football player who had a near-death experience uh, yeah. and uh, in high school, I think. Uh, there's somebody who is verging on homeless or, you know, just kind Drug of... Drug addict. Yeah, strung OD'd. out. That kind of person. He OD'd. That was his near-death experience. And also is, is suffering from some sort of disease. Yeah. Um, I think he had AIDS. I think that's what it was. Okay. I don't think they ever explicitly said... No, but, he just said he knew his time was limited. Right. He was yeah, already dying. That kind of thing. Uh, the other girl there, what, what was her story? She was the one who had the perfect pitch. Do you remember one? Oh, that's right. Yeah. She could yeah. sing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this was one of my big issues with the show. Did you guys listen to her sing? It yeah. was not perfect pitch. Uh, not, no, not uh, barely listenable. I, I struggled. <laughs> I was like, I, I was so tempted at one point to start hitting the, the, the D pad, on my PlayStation to skip through the singing part because it was getting on my nerves. But that was the end of the episode. <laughs> and then, Yeah, and then it was already over. I was like, oh, but yeah, she was atrocious. But apparently, she supposedly had perfect pitch. 
after she her near death experience. That's just because you've never been to the other side, Sean. If you'd been to the other side, you would have heard the beauty, the absolute mm. beauty in that now, song. The guitar, guitar player song. from uh, Brazil or Cuba. Or... She comes later. Wow. wow, she can play the guitar. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Whoa, but that's part of the near death experience thing in the scientists' research is that people come back with, with some sort some of gift. advanced, you know, gift, and which so, is where the sci-fi element kind of begins. And he heard that in Prairie with her um, violin. Play, with her violin playing now she is calling herself voa when she comes back never We've... figure out why yeah we do yeah why? we do she's the original angel she's the original angel oh uh, they piece it uh, together so they uh. give it to you in little bits like we figured out the original part uh about four episodes in mm-hmm. and then uh the angel part uh it was i think the next episode of the episode after that we were like, ah, uh, angel. Okay, it's just the original angel. Yep. So they come to see themselves as angels, as people who can go to the afterlife and come back. Yeah. And this scientist is killing them. And bringing them back. And bringing them back. And so through this, uh, you know, a machination of, you know, gas that is being in, you know, let in there to, uh, we find out, make them subservient and makes them do everything they're told. And forget. And, and also forget what they've been through. They try to avoid this gas um, and go through it themselves. So the football player is the one who's chosen because the drug addict won't do it to let Prairie do it. Um, And I'm not sure if all that's making sense if you haven't seen it. But if you've seen it, you understand what we're talking about. And then he goes up there in those scenes where he is trying to pretend pretend that he is is under under influence and, and still drown in that helmet drowning thing. Yeah. We're insane. Yeah, yeah he's, he's trying to he's trying to die without letting on the fact that he knows what's going on. Yeah, which is a trip. And and as Prairie is telling the story and describing it, um, this goes on for years. So this is happening on a several times a week basis. Mm-hmm. And this guy, every time, he's of course, studying. he ends up passing out the football player. Yeah. So, and, but he's so determined to figure it out that he keeps willingly subjecting himself to this. So. Hundreds of times he goes up with conscious knowledge that this guy is going to kill him and then bring him back, hoping that he can get a little further in the process, you know, to see exactly what's going on or see more. I should also mention, I think this is after Prairie has used, uh, she's tried to put this guy to sleep. You know, she's tried to get on his good side, so she's up cooking for she him. To, she tried to kill him. She's, she tried to drug him. She tried to kill him. She stabbed him, kicked him down the stairs. Yeah. And, and escaped once. And, and that's when she gets her sight back. Right. And then he hits her in the head with a axe or whatever. It was a gun. gun. Oh, that right. Butt the butt of, of a rifle. Um, and now she gets her sight back. But was anyone else unnerved by the fact that he was not even remotely uh, upset? She <laughs> kicks him down a flight of stairs, okay? And we thought he was dead. Um, and then as he's repairing her and putting... He's, like, he's not paid hey, at like, all. Hey, it's okay. Yeah, he's just like, hey, I understand, you know? And I'm like, this guy is truly unhinged yeah like yeah. he has truly lost touch with everything but he doesn't want to upset her he doesn't want to you know and, and here's the craziest part there's somebody he's else in love with her there's somebody else just like him at a morgue somewhere oh that yeah. he goes and talks oh to. my god <laughs> it's like that scene it's like a little club the, and and these two guys are competing to find out what's going on with the afterlife right. it turns out that this is a competition and then when he lets on that he may know more than the other guy, yeah, this other him. guy pulls a gun out on him and threatens to kill him. Yeah. And a fight ensues, and he ends up shooting this dude and stuffing him into a, 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 a cold fridge at the morgue. Yeah. I, <laughs> 
there's so much there's so much weirdness going on in this show and inexplicable uh like strangeness so what one thing we haven't touched on yet that we need to in this story is the fact that when they die apparently what they think they're being given are what's called movements and they learn by process mm-hmm. of i would say elimination but just you know process of logic that each of them has a different movement that they're that they're being given when they die and that when they put all these movements together they believe they'll they'll open a portal to the other side and so prairie was given the first movement uh, the football player was finally able to stay conscious enough to die and be and remember things and was given the second, second movement. movement. And at that point, uh, because he knows what's going on, he's letting them stay conscious so that he can learn the other movements. Right. But the evil doctor dude. The evil doctor dude. So they've got two movements and they then, need the guitar player for the third. Um yeah. And the well, fourth. The oh, fourth. Oh, that's right. You're right. Because because the guy die the drug addict dies and they use their movements to bring, uh, bring him, him back, back to life. life. And I thought that's when the show was going to like to go totally crazy, and then it kind of let me down after that. You wanted it to go a little more crazy? No, I thought, like, okay, so this is the kind of show it's going to be, and then it just switched it up again, and uh, I didn't like it. So are are we waiting to talk about the things we didn't like? No, you can well, anytime, okay. anytime you want to. I'm just so, going through the plot. So anytime yeah. there's something this, you want to talk about, go for it. Once we start with this movements thing is the point where this was the one element of the show that drove me crazy through the entire thing. I loved it. It was so it, stupid and I thought weird. it was dumb. The body movement oh, stuff was so it. ridiculously off the wall, new wave dance, funkiness. Um and the fact that I they think each I had a different everything movement. you guys hated about it. like I mean yeah. like just the, how weird it was yeah, it was beyond surreal. the, well, the movements the weirdness, were ridiculous but the movements were so over the top stupid um, that when they did them I I cringed every time yeah. and I thought maybe yeah. I would, oh I thought it was maybe beautiful. I was going to get used to this and maybe there was going to be some beauty to it something that I could tie to and they could have made those movements so much what's better. weird is as I was watching the movements before I knew. Before I knew the ending, okay, mm-hmm. that this was potentially something she all made up, I felt like that element in its own right was some stupid thing she just made up. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, she's making the idiots out of these people to carry the story along. That's so funny. With this weird movement crap. And I'm like, and then we're going to find out the real truth that there's something actually she actually is capable of. I was thinking there was some underlying power that this girl won't actually had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what we were leading up to. And the movements were just a way to to bind them together through the weirdness of it to get them to work together, if that makes sense. And so it trumped, I mean, it stumped me all the way until we got to, you know, find out the, all the movements. I, I completely disagree. I thought the, the movements were beautiful right from the beginning. I, I loved how strange and surreal they were. I think if you do anything else there, it just looks like dancing or choreography or and, well, that's what it felt like to me. Was well, it felt it felt dance. to me well, it felt to me like maybe. Um, Are you thinking like the movements have to be ridiculous because then anybody could accidentally do the movements? <laughs> <laughs> partially, partially, but they feel like there's something not from our world. Like they they feel <laughs> they like do. something. They are so weird like that, that they would have to be. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. The- I loved that stuff and the, and the yeah the noises and the, yes. and the popping. Oh. So and I get why I get why it could turn some people off and I get I get why it turned you guys off but for me it may have been my favorite part of the show like the movements that may have been the sole <laughs> That's thing funny, It's my least favorite part <laughs> It may have been the the like the sole thing that I found 
so moving. And this, the first time, the first time, he's the one who loves the show. I yeah. do. He's I do. the one that and loves that part the show. Me crazy, and I love the show. But here's the thing: is is I analyze this for a lot. I saw the final episode. Missy passed out. So I saw the final episode. I literally woke her up. I'm like, you've got to. I know you're tired, mm-hmm. but you have to watch the ending of this. Yeah. So we can talk about it later. Um, I, the show I loved because of various things that it makes me think about. I love the fact that the show actually left me analyzing both aspects of what this could have been or what it is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Both sides of whether this was real or whether it wasn't. And it left so many ways of analyzing certain things that happened during the show. Like, for example, are, are we to the... Maybe give me we just, should finish getting yeah, to... Yeah, give me just a second yeah, to, to get, get through. to the cafeteria. Yeah, get, give me just a second to get okay. through the rest of the story. Because we have to talk story. about the second group. So the movements, to finish out kind of those, the her and the football player do the first two movements together to save the life of the drug addict. He reveals the third movement. He's all in now. He was totally out. He was like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. Yep. And now he's seen it and he knows his movement. Right, because so he... he because he was dead and now he's not. So he adds the third movement. Um, they get the there's a guitar player girl add the fourth movement. Yes, yes. I and thought it was the singer that had the fourth. No, the singer couldn't do she, a movement. Why couldn't no. she do a movement? Uh, I don't know. Maybe she singing just wasn't. Her singing wasn't pitch perfect. <laughs> it wasn't pitch perfect. She almost felt like a. Um, she, there was an some abstract character. Well, she gave a reason at one point. I feel like she gave a reason why she wasn't getting a movement or. Because I remember they were like, "Oh, yeah, you're you're not the fourth movement," and then they bring in the guitar player for the fourth movement, and then there's this this mystical fifth movement that they're looking for, and it becomes a race. It becomes a race between them and this crazy sociopathic scientist to figure out that fifth movement. Yeah. He's studying all these dance moves with them, trying to figure out how to open up this portal to the other side. Because once they figure out the fifth movement. He'll figure out the fifth movement, right? Correct. Exactly, and so that's so just... now they're trying to mask things because mm-hmm. they know they don't want him to be able to reach the other side before they do. So the fifth movement ends up coming when a police and I loved this scene when the local police officer he leaves the door unlocked and he comes in and sees what's going on. So he pulls the gun on our crazy scientist, and we find out he has a wife that's dealing with ALS. ALS, and the crazy scientist is like, look. I know you'd do anything to bring your wife back. These kids can do it. I've seen them bring people back to life. We're kind of left wondering, okay, is the cop going to buy this or is he not? And he actually does buy it, he brings does. his wife in. But I knew he was going to because they, unfortunately, they foreshadowed so heavily yeah. the idea that his wife was you know, dying and suffering and it was it was breaking him down as a person. Right, yeah. So I knew the instant that he discovered that that was the, the argument that he was going to do. When the cop came in, I had it in my mind that one of two things was going to happen. Either he was going to startle him because he was listening to the whale music, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to startle him, and the guy was going to spin around with the gun that he had, and he was going to shoot him. Okay? Or he was going to say, whoa, 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 hold on. It's not what it looks like. I can fix this. I can help your wife. I knew one of those two things was going to happen. And when he did, I was like, uh, I called it. <laughs> so. Yeah. so he brings his wife back and the football player in Prairie are in a room with her and they do they start to cure her ALS and just enough so that she is able to tell Prairie the yeah. fifth movement which that was a powerful scene which thankfully is a very small movement that you know you can learn very quickly <laughs> yeah um, and that was that was actually her role she was told when she had her near-death experience a while back in life that someday angels would need to know you know what this 
this movement was. So now they've got the fifth movement. They've all got the fifth movement. They're trying to figure it out. And um, somebody go from there, because I don't exactly remember. I know he okay, shot so both he, the cop and the wife. Yeah, so after that, he realized he didn't need Prairie anymore. Correct. So he put her in the car after he drugged but he, her. But he, did, he didn't need her anymore, but he realizes that she's a threat, because she's the one that unified them all in the first place. Yeah. Right. So he has to take her out of the equation, because the others were easily manipulated and dealt with by him when she wasn't there. Yeah. But instead of killing her, he just... Drops her off. That's weird. He sticks her in the car and drops her off. But here's the deal. I understood that if you put it in correlation with everything else that happened with Prairie when she got there. This woman has attempted to drug him and she ended up putting him in anaphylactic shock. He was well aware of what happened at that point and how it happened. Okay. Well, he was, He, he got sick for a completely different reason than her drugging him. I understand, but he knew once. Once, uh, when the scene came about that she he had her go get the epinephrine and she contemplated not doing it, you know, he was aware at that point that she was trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. Then there was the knocking him down the stairs, okay, escape. So he was well aware that she was a threat, okay, but he didn't in any of these points, okay, and these were before he knew about the movements. He didn't take retribution on her. He saw something, and that's why I said this guy was so committed to his cause. He saw something beautiful in these people and what they came back with. Okay, and the only reason that the the one died was on accident. The drug user, mm-hmm. remember, it was it was in his anger he was he was freaking out, and yeah. then he lost track of what he the guy was going through. And poked the, his ears too deeply, yeah, or something. Yeah, and popped Ugh. his eardrums, and that was brutal. So I honestly would think that, that kill the reason you though just popping your eardrums. Maybe he stuck it all the way into his brain. Maybe that was. I don't know if I popped your eardrums while your head was immersed in water. No, I think you'd just go deaf. Yeah, I think you'd just oh, go okay. deaf. I don't know. I was going to say I have no idea. Yeah, I think there had to be some brain damage there or something. So yeah. when he dumps her off, I see this as part of his, he's angry with her, okay, because she's kind of messed with things, but he still, he feels pity towards her and she was, you know what I mean? She was one of the special ones for him. And so it was just a, I don't need you, but I'm going to dump you and take off because there's no way you're going to be able to explain. And he made that very clear in previous conversations. Like, who are you going to tell? Like, you know what I mean? Where are we? Where does this exist? What's the place like? You know, how do you get to us? And it was the drug dealer that turned on them, right? That gave away that she had got it because he didn't know she had her sight back. And the drug dealer gave that away at one point uh, yeah. trying yep, to... Yep. to or the, drug, the druggie, the, the addict. Druggie, sorry, not yeah. dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, it was the, the addict. addict. As a way of potentially not having to go through it again, yeah. he sold every one of them out. Yeah, that's right. And so at this point, he drops her off and, and takes off, and now she has to find her way home. And I, I believe she hitchhikes uh, with a guy. Or do we ever see how she gets back? Well, she, I know no. she... Okay, so she jumps off the bridge in the beginning of the show, but Do you why? understand that? Do you understand that? Because she wanted to die to find them. She wanted yeah. to die to go to, to, to the to other them. side to get to them. But she did she get out of a car... We have no idea how she got on the bridge. Yeah, I think she, it did show her getting out of a car, didn't it? Maybe yeah. she was hitchhiking or she something. She got out of a car and then just ran oh, okay. over to the... So she, I don't know that she must have hitchhiked yeah. and then and that's her explanation to the police. Um and then we end up in the position where we are now where she is back home. She's some kind of underkind, you know, media starlet. Right. Um but she doesn't care about any of that because she needs to get five people together to do the movements so she can get to the other side, okay? Uh, four people together, including her, mm-hmm. uh, plus her, so they can do the movement so she can get to the other side and save these ones that she left behind, um, you know, and so that's her mission. And so we gather this ragtag group of people together who are all 
in some way dysfunctional. We have the teacher who's lost her way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the rebel. You, yeah, you've got the, the, the bully re- rebel delinquent. Yes. Uh, you've got um, the in some Asian of these characters. Girl. Some of these characters were underdeveloped, but yes, the Asian, the Asian girl, girl who, who is, wanted to be a boy. Correct. Uh, and you've got uh, who was what was the deal with the other kid? So I can see him in my brain, but what was his? So the Hispanic kid? No, 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 no. the The Hispanic kid, I I got because okay. he he w- had good grades. He was like you know had a right. scholarship. Like I got Lacrosse his story. Player. Yeah, I got yep. his story. But then there was another. Oh, it was kid. the friend of the Asian kid. Yeah, um, and, like I don't know. We knew anything about that kid? The, was he heavy set? Maybe that's season two. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he was just a. Uh, so here's what didn't make sense to me. This was another element of the show that I didn't buy, and it. This is why the show is so cool. I loved it so much, even though there were some things that stuck out. This like weird, I said, yeah, there's this super love and hate weird kind of community stuff they yeah. lived in, which was like apparently it was a tract of super high end homes that they had started building, but the developer had run out of money. So there's a bunch of these like really amazing like six hundred and fifty thousand dollar houses. Yeah, there, there, there's a number of them that aren't fully finished, but then the the subdivision, or if you want to call it the cul de sac, because that's mm-hmm. where they were. Um, uh, had a number of them that were, and they all all the neighbors knew each other fairly well. So he was the only one who didn't come from one of these like wealthy families. When they showed him going home, it was to some dumpy house with a like a sister who was a pothead. Yeah, and she lived in the house too. And I don't have any idea how they were paying their bills because it was a huge house. Yeah, it was just the two of them. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, and it looked like just a crappy pot den. Everything was covered That's right. in junk. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, he told her that he liked the girl, and she's like, why don't you talk to her? You know. So it was like Yeah, this, he didn't have much. Yeah, he didn't have much, but it was random cuz his his house didn't fit in with everything else. Everyone else lived in that little area, you know, except for the teacher. So he was just some abstract, but he was good friends with the Asian girl. Yeah. So um yeah, it was, it was I think it was a odd. a boy actually. I think cuz they were t- the She was trying to be a boy. Yeah, she was the taking Asian girl yeah, she was taking, yeah, she was taking testosterone and yeah. yeah. So we've got this ragtag group and they're or, all suffering. Or he was taking testosterone, you know, gender sure. identity is gender you know, identity yeah. Yeah, it yeah. go either way. But all of them have their cross to bear. They're all in a very awkward situation in their lives. And, and I thought that the Asian boy/girl whatever I would just say boy uh, was the most underdeveloped out of all of them. Yeah, she was. Because you didn't get to see a glimpse into I too much of her I family. Think the, I think the one we're talking about is the most underdeveloped. Who went the back pothead to they had the pothead sister. Uh, yeah, like, that's true. What else what we, we don't know really know else. about him? We know nothing about his life other than he lives in a dump. But so, both of them were underdeveloped. I really yeah, believe that. And even, and even the kid that was the lacrosse player didn't feel extremely developed. No, yeah. we got way more from the teacher and the delinquent than we did anyone else. And the teacher and the, the delinquent brought up what I thought was a really interesting part of the show, which was this delinquent was not just like a redeemed delinquent. He was never really redeemed. Like he was a jerk. He was awful to the people around him. He was a horrible person. Yeah. It was a drug by anybody's definition. Yeah. And the show takes great pains to say yet he's still a human being yes and has value as a human being and i found that to be you talk about themes and we, you know we can get to a central theme kind of that i saw through here that was the th- central theme uh for me was the idea of the unity of humanity coming together um to to redeem even some some of the deplorable people yeah exactly so um so anyhow, to say that, I mentioned that because the teacher is a big part of that. You know, yes. initially she wants him to get sent away, and this is always kind of hanging over his head. 
to yeah. be sent away to this camp or whatever. And she is talked into. She was by, the one championing the process and going to evict, make sure they got expelled from school and everything else. And then Prairie talks to her, and all of a sudden, you know, she's With this able amazing, to, and that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole show because Prairie exhibits this otherworldly level of understanding of people and reading them. Yeah, and it feeds into maybe there's something more to this woman than we know. Yeah, you know, and because she's amazingly insightful, and I mean that scene rocked me. I was like, wow. Yeah, like she just cut into that woman like nothing you've ever seen, and then just left it. So here's where it goes. They are all listening to her tell her story. Then they are all learning these moves because they want to help her get back. They all buy in. They believe this. Whether we do yep. or not, they very believe. Very slowly. Very slowly. They and believe. they all have their doubts. They, all they have finally doubts. all come to an agreement. And then they're caught. They're figured out. Uh, they're told they can't meet together. The kid is, you know, he's tried to send off to this school, but the teacher saves him in some interesting ways. By giving ways. up her, her inheritance check. Yeah, her inheritance. So their lives start to, you know, intertwine a little bit with some of these things. Outside of things. Outside of things. And we're just kind of coming to the place where we think, okay, now we're going to figure out, did this really happen or didn't it? Prairie's talking to a psychiatrist who seems to say some things about her iron content and different things that we can... Okay. That there's some science behind. I'm going to jump ahead here. Why was he breaking into the house in the last episode, too? Hold on, hold on. We're going to get to Season this. Season two. So, um, yeah. so, Prairie at this point's locked up, okay? And he is searching for answers because he wants to make all this... He, he realizes they have to do something. Yeah. So he goes to Prairie's house to look for clues. Now, here's the deal. Where this all goes wonky is he breaks into her house and he goes searching. When you say he, you're talking about? The lacrosse player. Okay. Yeah. So he breaks into Prairie's house, okay, at night. Her parents are apparently not home now. No, remember, yeah. they're staying at the hotel. Oh, that's yeah, right. They're, they're at the, at the hotel. hotel. Um, and uh, they've got Prairie. This guy breaks in and he finds under her bed a box, okay, with... The Iliad and all these books that explain every aspect of the story, a study of the Russian czars. So all these books, when put together, explain each element of the story. Where she was getting the information she, if she exactly, was making it up. Yeah. To fabricate this story. And now he's completely disillusioned. But as he comes downstairs, randomly, in the middle of the night, he's met by the FBI agent that yeah. Prairie has been telling her story to. And I thought, why in the he... hell is he in the house? Yeah, that's what I was saying, And why too. specifically at that moment when that kid was there? You know, and it's like, what are you doing here? And then he... He hugs the kid and tells him that she maybe that's because that's you solved. Oh, because he asked him, you know, it's it's all it's all just crap. And he tells him, you know, it's you were who she needed when she needed you. And so now we're like, okay, is there more to this? And then we get to Prairie comes home and they're all at school. Okay, and it's another day. They're all disillusioned by this, you know. And she's talked about another dream she's had about, you know, high ceilings. Correct, and... but hasn't finished out. We don't know what it is yet. Right. And now all of a sudden the teacher's just packing her stuff because she's got to go for her inappropriate, uh, you know, interaction with the kids. And, uh, I mean, fast, just fast forward to cut it short. We now have these visions of someone walking down a hill and the cafeteria is packed with all these people, and it turns out to be a school shooter. Mm -hmm. And so as this guy works his way so towards- I found that so haunting. Uh, I, it was terrifying. Oh. The scene was t absolutely gripping. And as he comes into the cafeteria, everyone is now huddled underneath the, the, the tables, and he's walking through very slowly. And I love the fact that they never identify him. I love the fact that they just leave it as a faceless evil, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, then all of a sudden, these 
this group of them looks at each other. And they all like, happen to be in there in different places in the cafeteria. Different places in the cafeteria. And they look at each other. And there's this moment where they all look like each other like, it's now or never. We can fix this. Yeah. And so they get up and they all start doing the ridiculous, over-the-top, weird body ruin movements. The, ruin the whole show. Oh, and, but so when they beautiful. do, when they do, the shooter stops, okay? And they're doing the movements and everything else. And all of a sudden, he's tackled by a cafeteria worker, okay? And beat down. And so, and then we're left, he fires off one round, okay? Well, it was just a burst as mm-hmm. he gets tackled. And then we see Prairie standing outside, camera pans away. We realize a bullet went through the window and hit her. And she's, you know, mm-hmm. in an angelic pose, of course, very. Yeah. She uh, was doing the movements with him because right, she ran. From outside. Because yeah. she knew, realized that's what her purpose was. Yeah. And so then we see her loaded in an ambulance. And of course, you know, everyone chases after. And we're left with this thing. Was this real or not? And did she, was she telling the truth, you know, and was the books just, were the books found just coincidental? So here's the deal. At the end of the mo- the show, when the shooter, were they actually stopped mm-hmm. by the spirit of whatever these guys are doing? Did they actually alter the timeline? Okay. Or stop it. Or did they just distract him enough? Right. Exactly. That the cafeteria worker tackled him. And yeah. by being so ridiculously weird, did they not throw, did just they throw him off enough going, what is going what? on? What are yeah. these people he's doing? Getting, he gets tackled and yep. stopped from actually harming yeah. anyone. And so there's there's so many elements of this that you're like, wait a second. But if you look back, you know, I could make it. I can make a very good argument either way as to whether it was just total crap and she just man, is she good at mm-hmm. you know y- uh, sewing a yarn? Okay, or was this legit? Okay, and now we are prepped to for Prairie to get repaired and then to delve into season two where we go find these other characters. Or is it somewhere in between where this is her interpretation of what actually happened of to get, her, but exactly. she was actually something like this. And they, and they allude and, to that. This something happened because no matter what, whether you believe her story or not, something happened, something to, her. happened to her. And we, we just don't know yeah. at this point what it was. Yeah. And the only person who could know fake, is her. See, here's the thing. If the, whenever season two, if season two ever comes out, if her story was fake, they're gonna have to do a whole nother origin story on her, and I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you're so mad now. You're just you're yeah. turned off. You're pissed. No, not mad. It's just like it's exhausting to have to go because that's what a season one of a show is supposed to be. It's supposed to lay the groundwork and to move forward. So if her whole story was fake, they're gonna have to relay groundwork for her how she got her sight back and everything. And I don't want to have to go through that again. So I want the story to be true just so the story can progress and actually get good. I think uh I think it's not, I'm not saying think? that I'll I'm not saying that I'll watch season two, but I think it's somewhere in between. I think that's kind of the only way to continue with this, uh, is that you know, the unreliable narrator, which we've seen a lot of recently in pop culture, Mr. Robot being the, the primary oh, oh, yeah. uh, so example. Good. Um The truth isn't always what it seems. Yeah, exactly. So what she's told us I don't believe is completely true but I believe there are elements to it. I believe the show will always play with is the supernatural stuff real or not. The show gives us an opportunity to believe both ways. I think we'll find out in season two uh, that the drug, uh, the drug addict coming back to life isn't exactly what we thought it was because that's a supernatural element that can't be our, if that's true, right? That's obviously supernatural. I think so that will be changed in some way. There'll be some other elements that might change. I think the threads that we're left hanging with are the counselor from the FBI obviously knows more than he said. I do too. And I think he'll be a big part of season two. Um, And, and then, you know, did Prairie, is she, is she coming back 
to life or you well, know I think she, I think she did at the very the last thing she did is she woke up in the hospital bed right yeah okay so she isn't alive oh, that's right so because she's like Homer and then it ends yeah if we get can we get super spoilery sure it okay. is spoiler cast so this show it had me torn so bad okay um not mad but peeved and intrigued at the same time like ah oh. so i looked it up and i looked up the writers of the show and everything about it because this show talk about creating internet craziness okay mm-hmm. there's forums galore on whether or not you know this is true or not so the writer said they had absolutely no idea if there was any way they had a shot at getting a second season so they wrote this in a specific way in this ending so that they could have an opportunity for it just to be left as a mystery, yeah. okay? Or to give them an easy way to with material to start for a second season. Yeah. And they refused to say one way or another. They said they know what the answer to things is in their mind, um, you know? But it it is intended to be mysterious, and they wrote it because they weren't sure that they were going to get a second sure. season. Sure. So no, they I needed, totally get to, that. needed to leave some some mystery to it without closing off too many things. Um, you know what I mean? So it mm-hmm. didn't feel unfinished. Yeah. And it felt more mysterious. I, I, I found it fascinating. Um, I, part of me worries that the second season, uh, cause so much was wrapped up with that group of five. I felt like it was such a, a complete telling of their story. Um, you know, as far as what those five were together to accomplish, um, that I wonder if season two brings together a different group of misfits mm, I hope and, not. and what they're, well, you're I not going to watch season two anyway, Andrew, yeah, why yes. do you care? Yeah, that's that's true. I'll, I'll see you guys later. I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I didn't like the teacher at first. Uh, by the time the show concluded, I actually liked each of the characters for their individual place and in things. And I loved what they represented for the story. Yeah. Um, and I would like to, I would really like to see those original five come back and be a I don't part know, of season but two. I, I don't know. But I, I feel I, like their I, story's done. You think so? I think so. I mean, I guess, I, I don't know. At that point, it becomes more, I don't know. I, I'm really digging anthologies. I really like the idea of telling a new story in seasons, you know, of a show. I, I, I It's what I love about American Horror Story. I love yeah, how yeah, those that. kind of things. Yep. Black Mirror or something oh, like God, that, I love you know. Black Mirror. So, um, so I guess I'd, I'd like to see them go somewhere different. You can keep Prairie, you know, she can kind of be the center. She is the OA. She's the original angel. And we can keep learning more about her story. But I think she needs to tell the new parts to a different group and i don't know i don't know what it would look like but I, i'm intrigued enough to pay attention unlike Me some too. people in this room andrew i like, I like <laughs> what do you want from me i like good shows oh, i like man. good shows i think we can we can surmise uh, ultimately that andrew was not a fan of the oa i think that's i think that's been fair for me the there's so much potential for me anyway that the show is going to be so it's good okay. this is what, i feel the same way about lost this yeah. is so. this is this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. I think when Netflix continues to throw boatloads of money to people and say, "Hey, just do your vision, yeah. do your vision," yes. and sometimes it's going to hit you right. It's going sometimes get, it's not going to hit you at all. Sometimes you know? you'll get a Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll get an OA. <laughs> Speaking of which, oh. uh, um, since we're talking Netflix and shows, one we haven't talked about, and I would love to if you decide to talk about it. Have you guys watched Longmire? No. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So good. It's an incredibly good show. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, they're just handing out cash to oh, yeah. these creators oh, to yeah. do shows. I and mean, you know what? We didn't, we didn't talk about um, uh, Baz Luhrmann's show on Netflix that he did the uh, the Get Down. 
Oh you know? God, is it so good? Uh, so I mean, there's just it's just incredible. To see. I think it's a definitely a new era, and their their model is is so interesting. It'll be interesting to see if they have to pull back. You when know? we first saw that Netflix was going to do original programming. I was really skeptical that oh, a yeah. streaming service was going to be able to make compelling content. But then they came out with the House of Cards. <laughs> but um, Yeah, and then they came out with House of Cards. But this is something funny, because we, uh, as a company, Craig, Chris and I, we've been big proponents of cutting the cord. I hate cable companies. I hate the the money that they steal from consumers and the way they force them into packages and, and the way they manipulate our federal government mm-hmm. you know, with lobbyists and everything else, and I could go on for days. So I'm a big proponent of cutting the cord. I feel like there's so many mediums to obtain entertainment without subscribing to cable packages and things like that that people should check them out. But it was a hard sell for a lot of people because of you know people who are dedicated sports fans, okay, because there weren't avenues or venues for them. And that's changed a lot in the last two years yeah, with things like PlayStation pub. View that offers every sports channel that you could possibly yeah. want from any Slings, of the others. Sling's got some stuff. Sling. Yeah. So, but Netflix, I'm not joking. We cut the cord three years ago, Missy and I did, and we've used the internet as our primary source of entertainment since. We got so wrapped up. There are so many good shows on Netflix to watch. You almost don't need anything else. Like, unless you have just nothing but time on your hands, like you have no job. Mm-hmm. Um, you literally could live off of just Netflix's original programming and have amazing television, much better than any network show, you know? And it's amazing how much they've provided in fantastic and original, great original content. Longmire, Bloodlines, uh, House of Cards, you know, uh, the OA, um, Stranger Things. I mean, the list just goes on and on. I think we counted like 27 good shows uh, in 2016, that mm-hmm. are just Netflix originals, and that's not even all of them. The ones that we watched and loved and fell in love with, Orange is the New Black, and they're propping 600 hours of original content, 600 hours mm-hmm. for 2017 in original shows. Wow. Just for Netflix. Black Mirror is Netflix now, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, so good. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Well, now Andrew, it's okay. Andrew, don't feel bad. It's okay. You don't have to like everything. Here, here's my analogy for the show, and it'll be the last thing I say. For me, OA was a group of creators who thought that they were pulling off a great magical illusion, but for me it came off like a quirky birthday magician. <laughs> there you go. Wow, that's a great analogy. Yep. If they Perfect. thought they were pin and teller. Yeah. But they were just a birthday magician. Just a magician. really bad clown yeah. magician. <laughs>